بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم محمد الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ جنائٹ از دا ٹوینٹی ایٹ الحمد للہ آئی اسپینڈ دا سیشن لاسٹ نائٹ ونس اگین ٹوکنگ اباؤٹ دا امپورٹنس آف گڈ کاریکٹر And I mentioned, I mentioned a very unusual report with regards to the illustrious Badri, Sayyidina Abu Sabu Dhaqwan ibn Abd al-Qais, in which he tried to hide his identity from the Prophet And the Prophet was pleased over this, So flip the coin. There was then Hatim al-Ta'i, the father of the famous companion Adi ibn Hatim, radiyallahu He was renowned for his generosity. Dus Adi, the son, he asked, Ya Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, my father used to uphold the ties of kinship and do such and such. I will any of that now benefit him. <coughs> he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, replied, your father wanted something, he attained it, meaning fame and reputation. So this is recorded in Ahmad in his Musnad 30-200 Hafiz ibn Hajjad Asqalani Rahmatullahi in his Al-Isaba page 508-9 of the New English Translation So let's look at this So Adi ibn Hatim he embraced Islam quite late in the Sirat he was a Christian he was a chief of his tribe his father was renowned for his generosity he died in the Jahadiyya his father is called Hatim At-Tai So The son asked a very interesting question. My father kept family ties and he did all these good deeds, meaning with his wealth. Will that benefit? And what the Prophet said, Your father wanted something, he got it. And then he explained, meaning fame and reputation. So think about that. Even though he was renowned for his generosity, the Arabs used him as a cornerstone to show, look, if you want to talk about generosity, talk about And yet the Prophet condemned him Because he wanted it Because he wanted the name, he got it So how is he going to benefit? So compare yesterday when I mentioned The Badri, how he was trying to hide his deeds And today The first report I mentioned the complete opposite And the Prophet said nothing Related to this reality Is the famous report Which Sayyidina Muawiyah Had heard about the three that will go to hell Due to Riyah The scholar, the generous and the martyr, Muawiyah said, When it will be done like that with those men, what then would be the condition of the remaining people? Upon this, Sayyidina Muawiyah wept so much that we thought he would die. And we thus said to ourselves that the man who narrated the hadith had come with a mischief. When Muawiyah came around, He wiped his face and he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has spoken the truth. And he recited, Surah Hud alayhi salatu wa salam, Surah 11 verse 15 and 16. Audhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. Man kana yuridul hayata dunya wa zinataha nuwaffi ilayhim a'amalahum fiha wa hum fiha la yubkhasoon. 
Whoever desires the life of this world and its pomp, we shall repay them their deeds therein, and they will not be wronged. Indeed, these are those for whom nothing is left in the hereafter except the fire. All that they contrive here is vain, and all that they are want to do is fruitless. So let's look at it. So this is recorded in Tirmidhi, number 2389, Hassan Gharib, Ibn Khuzayma Sahih, Hakim Sahih, Zahabi Sahih, Ibn Hiban Sahih, Tarheem, Ayat al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 665-6 of the New English Translation. So this is a report about Muawiyah. So the, he's one of those companions that people seem to only know negative about. If you ask a person, tell me something about Muawiyah, more often than not, because he opposed Ali. So why have you gone straight to that? Hasn't he got any virtues? So here's a virtue. So a man came to him, narrated the famous hadith. So what's the famous hadith? The scholar goes to help because he acquired knowledge. Well, he acquired knowledge so people would call him a scholar. The generous man goes to help. Why? He gave wealth so people would call him generous. And the martyr who gave his life, he goes to help. Why? Because he wanted his tribe to be known for brave people. So he mentioned that famous hadith in Sayyid Muslim. And what did Hazrat Muawiyah say when he heard that report? Because if this is done with these men, what hope is there for us? Why? Because you've got a martyr, you've got a generalist, and you've got a scholar. Granted that they completely polluted their deeds. But if they end up in hell, what hope have we got? And Hazrat Muawiyah took it so much to heart, he couldn't stop weeping. And the narrator goes, we thought he's going to die. Because he just started sobbing and sobbing so much. When he came around, he then recollected two verses of the Quran. He goes, these verses confirm the hadith of Rasulullah. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Whoever wants his intention is the world. There is nothing for him in the next. And the fire is waiting. Think about that. If you want the world, you will have the world. But you've got nothing left. All that you are want to do is fruitless. So what does that tell you? Every deed we need to do is we should try our best to be as pure as possible. Going back to the Badri yesterday. Look at the lens he was going through. You know, if you think about it, we think that's mad. But he's not mad. You know, he's the most intelligent of the people. He goes, I'm trying to hide my name from name and fame. From sure, you know, and look how Allah, Allah you know, highlighted this. We ask our loving Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from the filthy sin of Riyah. Amen. Relevant here is also the report from Abdullah ibn Abbas who said, A man asked, Ya Rasulullah, I'm used to undertaking some deeds for the sake of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at the same time, I like people to see my deeds. Is there anything wrong with this? The Prophet remained silent until Allah the Almighty revealed. Surah Al-Kahf, Surah 18, verse 110. Whoever expects to meet his Lord, then let him do pure deeds in the worship of his Lord and admit no one as a partner. 
This is recorded in Hakim in his Mustadrak number 2481, Sahih, Zahabi, Sahih, Behaki, six, number 6588, Targheen number 21. So what an interesting question. The man wasn't saying, I'm doing Riyah. The man was saying, I'm doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But I also have a combined intention. I'd like the people to know. So he was saying, look, is there anything wrong with that, Ya Rasulullah? You know, because I'm not doing, it's not Riyah, but I've got that desire. Look how interesting. The Prophet did not respond. His initial response was silence. Allah Ta'ala answered him. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Whoever expects to meet his Lord. So think about it. That doesn't mean you've got a choice. <laughs> you have to meet your Lord. So why is Allah Ta'ala saying, whoever expects, meaning, if you're not sincere, then you don't believe in me. It's all shusha. Whoever expects to meet his Lord, let him do pure deeds in the worship of his Lord, admit no one as partner, meaning it's shirk. So even if you do a deed, and it's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you would also like people to know, you've polluted it. Allah Ta'ala says, no, it has to be for me. There must be no partners with, with your deeds. Thus one should strive one's utmost in performing deeds as sincerely as possible. So now there's a very interesting question here. What if a person repents of a deed infested with riyah? Will he then be rewarded for it? It's a good question. Somebody goes, okay, I know that this deed was messed up. I had a combined intention. So I know it's, it's a waste. But I've done tawbah. So now the question is, has Allah, inshallah, will he now give me the reward for that deed? So Hafiz ibn Qayyim, he clarified upon this. If his intention was for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he did the action based upon that, then that action will not turn into a good deed with repentance. Rather, it will merely remove the punishment from that deed. As for the deed that was done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely, then he became amazed at himself or that he wanted it to be known by people or that he spoke about it. When he repents and feels regret, then in this case, the reward will be reinstated and not be nullified. However, it has also been said by others that even in this case, the reward will not be reinstated. So this is in the books of Al-Dur Al-Mukhtar 4-246, Al-Qafi 4-100, Hafiz ibn Qayyim in his Al-Wabil As-Sayyib, page 45 of the New English Translation. So look how deep the subject is. A person's repented. You have to ask that person, was it pure Riyah? Did you do it purely for his name and fame? There was no basic, I didn't do it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if he says yes, your response is, there is no reward for that deed. You've only taken away the punishment. But then if he says, well, initially I did it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but then my pollution got a bit messed up, or I spoke it out, so basically there's a, there's a pollution to the deed. Then Hafiz ibn Qayyim said, he will get the reward. Allah will reinstate the reward. But, other scholars say no, he will not get the reward. So either way, what a disaster. So no matter how great a deed you've done, imagine, think of a you know, amazing deed. You know, I don't know, you know, you've know, like a, one in a once in a lifetime deed, and it's real. You can't bring it back. Imagine, 
Still, so what's what's what what's once in a lifetime deal? I don't know. That's, that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> right? You you, know, you give a house for you know for for the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You give the house for the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and it's purely up. Then you say, no, no, I've repented now. Judge. The only thing you protected yourself from is punishment. What if a person goes, I gave the house, but in my heart, I wanted some people to tap me on the bike. Did you repent? Yes. Then you say two things to him. Inshallah, you'll get the reward. But there's also a possibility you get no reward. So now let me ask you a question. Is this subject talked about? You know, it's interesting. It affects all of your deeds. There's no exception. There's no point saying I've done millions of deeds and it's infested with it. Yeah. You wasted it. Then you go, no, I've done Toba now. Then you think, hang on a minute, you've done Toba, but was the deed polluted? The guy doesn't know what you're talking about. So here, note, and also, put it in perspective. The Prophet wasallam, he said, in Ibn Majah, what I fear for you more than the Dajjal, is Riyah. What I fear for you more than the Dajjal, the Antichrist, is Riyah. Sayyid Hadith in Ibn Majah. So now this is a very interesting report. Why? Because what do we know about Dajjal? Dajjal is the greatest outward fitna that will strike. There is no fitna greater than him. Think of all the fitna you can think of. You know, women, drugs, this, that. You haven't seen nothing. Dajjal is the worst. Open fitna. There's something worse than the job. Riyah. So a person goes, I'm gonna be So the scholars they point two things out here. Most of the people escape the job. So it's just theoretical speech. You know, it's people going to the job discussing when's he gonna come out, has he got this, that, where's the marks? And he drops dead. It was all about. Right? You know, I did a 15-year course on the job. Good for you, man. Nobody misses Riyah. Nobody misses Riyah. When has a person said, look, I need to purify my deeds. Allah Ta'ala said, this is shirk. This is shirk. Last verse of Surah Al-Kahf. As one of the righteous so rightly said, knowledge is the seed. The deed is the field. And sincerity is the water. Subhanallah. This is recorded by Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah in his Ihya, volume 4, page 471, in the chapter on intention, sincerity, and truthfulness. So think how beautiful that is. The whole point of planting a seed is to get a crop. So how do you, what's the first step to acquire a crop? A seed. So Imam Ghazali mentioned that one of the righteous said, that's knowledge. You can't acquire a crop without knowledge. So everybody gets that. It's a seed. Okay, I get that. Then he said, but what does the seed need? You can't just throw it on the ground. You need a field. It has to be right. What is the field? The field is the deed. Knowledge comes first. Then it's the deed. You have to do something. That's the field. And then the deed, the plant will not grow without water. What is the water? Ikhlas. So if a person goes, Ikhlas is not important. That's like a farmer saying, watering the crops isn't important. Would you accept that? We've been watering the crops is not important. Don't worry about it. Ground's fantastic. Seeds are magnificent. But don't worry about water. You've lost plant, mate. 
Right? And that is the state of the one who thinks ikhlas has got nothing to do with Islam. You've lost the plot. Then they, so think about that. You know, look how amazing it is. Riyah. Astaghfirullah. And also, you know, if you look at the statements of the Salaf, they made statements and it's mind-boggling to say the least. One of the Salaf said, he who thinks that he has not committed Riyah, then his Riyah needs to be investigated. <laughs> so I think, what does that mean? It means that you should always fear it. You know, you, you will convince yourself, this has to be nobody, I've done it for you, Ya Allah. And then what happens a couple of days later? Uh, well, you know, you're telling, you fool yourself. <laughs> yeah, but really it was, you know. So there you go. When you're doing something, protect it. Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu said, performing the deed is the easiest part. Mm. Protecting it is the most difficult. A lot of people, they don't realize what they're doing. There's a hadith in Behaki, and he mentions that if you mention your deed without a reason, the hadith says, that Allah Ta'ala in Behaki says, he warns you. If you mention it again without reason, you lose the reward. If you mention it again without reason, it turns to Sriya. So in actual fight, you've got three chances. Allah has given you like, you know, like football. Yellow cards, is yellow and red, but you've got three cards. First is a warning, don't do it. Repent. You persist, now you've lost the reward. You persist, now it's become Riyah. Now you're worthy to get punished, you're committing shirk. Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah rahmatullahi said, those who commit Riyah will be punished. And the reason he said that was because Allah Ta'ala says that those who commit shirk will be punished. He didn't make a distinction between major or minor. <laughs> Meaning that you're in serious trouble if you meet Allah Ta'ala with Riyah. Is there a level that Allah Ta'ala excuses? So now this is interesting. There is a level that Allah Ta'ala in His kindness excuses. And the famous proof of that is the hadith of Salah. The Prophet said, a person offers Salah. And then he mentioned he gets the full reward. He gets half. He gets a third. He gets a quarter. And he kept reducing the rewards. The hadith is in Nasai, Hassan hadith. So what does that mean? It means that the deed that you've done is polluted. So instead of a 100% reward, Allah Ta'ala gives you 50%. So what's interesting about that? He's overlooked 50%. So don't think that he's just going to come like a ton of bricks if you, you know, you try your best. But there is a point where he goes, no, this is going past the point of repair. The only recourse now to you is to seek, to do toba, ask forgiveness. I from the filthy sin of Riyadh. Astaghfirullah. So all I mentioned today was basically talking about the destructive sin of Riyah. And we need to treat it with the utmost importance because Allah Ta'ala is looking at the heart. In Sayyid Muslim Ibn Imaj al-Mishkat, he does not look at your face and your figures or your wealth. He looks at your hearts and deeds. The first place he looks at, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is your heart. Why is he looking at your heart for? You see whether your your uh, heart is healthy. No, he's looking at your heart to see whether you're sincere. If it's sincere, then he looks at the deed. No point looking at the deed if he's not sincere. You know, so bad. Are there any questions you'd like to ask? 
سبحان ربی حمدی سبحان اللہ ربی حمدی کا اشرو اللہ 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 تصفر کا تو ملے گا تو بلہ مشتاق جی سبحان ربی کا رب العزیز اللہ علیہ وسلم 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 اللہ علیہ وسلم